morning after a snowy Sunday. The Sports Machine with Slim is here, and we got so much sporting action from the weekend to talk about. I wanted to open up with like 10 different topics. Welcome to New Hampshire's Next Generational Sports Talk radio show, The Sports Machine with Slim, WKXL. We have to start with the Patriots, don't we? Bill Belichick had kind of hung low walking off the field, but he had on the the hood, like the big excessive hood, and in the cloak of secrecy, mask like pulled fully across the face. <laughs> he had the neck face warmer all the way up to see like just the beads of his eyes through, and he's slowly walking out to midfield to embrace, acknowledge, I don't know what it was with Robert Sala, the coach of the New York Jets, the Jets team who had beaten the Patriots for the first time. I heard today since the Obama administration. Is that real? Because there have been jokes always. Oh, I haven't done that. I heard that since the Reagan administration. Like People used to say that as a joke, saying how old uh, something would be. 15 times in a row the Patriots had beaten the Jets. That To say that out loud doesn't even sound like it could possibly be real. The New England Patriots had beaten the Jets 15 times in a row. And yesterday, the Jets come in to Gillette. Maybe we should just call it Jet Stadium. And they're doing snow angels on the field in the fourth quarter. It's so great. And Bill Belichick has to sit and watch all this stuff. The Jets team that he had come to the New England Patriots from. He had gone to the Jets with Bill Parcells back in the day when Parcells started this whole New England Patriots turnaround. He's the man that I give a ton of credit to for all this. Bill Parcells. Love this man. Big Saratoga racetrack fan there, Bill Parcells. Man after my own heart. But he left to go to the Jets. Dude wanted to do the groceries thing here in the Patriots organization. They didn't let him. So he goes to the Jets. Bill Belichick goes over there with him to be his defensive coordinator. And then Parcells leaves the Jets. Bill Belichick comes back to the Patriots as the head coach. Does a heck of a job here, baby. 20 plus years of success. Winning. Luckily had Tom Brady dropped in his lap. So he just was gifted the greatest quarterback to ever play in the NFL, the greatest winner to ever play in the NFL, maybe the greatest winner in all of history for for any sporting event. Bill Russell probably could be up there. I suppose Michael Jordan could be up there. You can take your pick from other players in other sports too, but, I mean, Tom Brady, what he's done. Look at what he's done since he left Four years, Bill Belichick has just gone on a downward spiral till this exit from the field yesterday. It reminded me of Game of Thrones. I know there was the uh, the Battle of the Bastards, right? That was a big battle out there for the Game of Thrones when um, Jon Snow and I forget the name of that other guy went at it. And it was just a horrible event where so much going back and forth and destruction all over the place. And for some reason, it just kind of reminded me of Belichick walking through... Just stoically accepting fate. Walks out to midfield. Robert Sell is there. And Belichick kind of does. Just blows him off. As far as I'm concerned. Disrespectful. And then he goes and finds Aaron Rodgers. And gives Aaron Rodgers this big bromance hug. 
And I'm just like thinking to myself, like, dude, I don't really think Aaron Rodgers is the most respected guy in the NFL. I mean, the way he left Green Bay, I thought there were rumors that he's kind of a me-first guy and, and other, other questionable characteristics of his personality. I know different players have said different things. I don't know if any of it's true. I have no idea. But I just found it kind of odd. Belichick goes, finds Aaron Rodgers. you got to give him a big hug. Like, they're best buddies. Okay, whatever. But the disrespect he shows to Robert Sal, I just feel that that's, that's part of the reason why I've been saying originally... I want Belichick gone. I just don't like the way he treats the media. I don't like the way he disrespects the fans. And, and the way he does that in my book is he goes up to the podium at the end of games and he's asked questions by the media, questions that the fans want to hear answers to, and he just refuses to answer any of them. And he justifies it by saying, well, I think, that, hey, we're on to the next game. I'm just going to focus on my coaching. That's essentially what he's saying every time is I'm going to focus on my coaching. Well, when you lose year after year after year after year, this is year four, Bill, you owe the fans more than that, my man. So who the heck knows what's going to happen today? Is there any breaking news? Do we already have it? Well, I mean, while I'm talking, is it possible that Bill Belichick has already been fired? It's definitely possible. I know I'm seeing some other, other coaches are getting fired. Ron Rivera. Fired in Washington. I think that just was announced this morning. But I'm going to tell you people. Be careful what you're looking for. Or asking for. People out there all mad at Belichick. And this is why I came to my senses last week. And started to change and said. No. I want Belichick back next year. And he said after the game. Hey I still enjoy coaching. I still enjoy doing this. Being around the team. So. I'm listening to sports radio on the way in today. On my drive. And you got the experts out there saying, well, maybe we could bring in a new GM to work with Belichick, this and that. He's probably not going to go for that. I mean, I, I would say that's not a realistic option, honestly. He might be open to receiving a little bit of different advice on draft day from a key individual or two. But he wants control of the roster and how you spend the money. Because, like I said, be careful what you ask for, people. Let's just do a quick rundown of some coaching highlights that I put from here this weekend. We got it. the Atlanta coach, Arthur Smith, fired. Three seasons and no playoffs. Yesterday when his team actually had a chance to make the playoffs, they lost 41-17, to I think, to New Orleans. I just mentioned a second ago. Washington, the football team, the commanders, whatever they want to call themselves. Ron Rivera, fired. He's done nothing. Carolina Panthers, they've got three coaches in like three years. Their GM was fired today. Scott Fitterer? Frank Reich, if you, if you don't remember, he was their coach at the beginning of this year. He was fired after starting out 1-10. The New Orleans coach, who I actually kind of think is decent, this Dennis Allen guy. New Orleans battled all the way. I'm like, I kind of like this guy. Did you see what his team did to him yesterday? This man who's supposed to be in control of the team, leading the team. I just told you. They were beating Atlanta like 41-17 or something. It doesn't matter. They were way out in front. And they're at the one-yard line with, like, a minute left. And the coach says, okay, Jameis Winston, you're the backup QB. Game's over. Go ahead in. You got the ball going. Take a knee. And let's call it a season, baby. Let's, uh, let's get out of here. Good win. Jameis Winston leads his crew onto the team. They got the play call. Okay, we're just going to take a knee. He goes in the huddle and says, hey, what do you guys want to do? 
They got a running back over there who hasn't scored a TD this year, had a big year the year before. Honestly, I'm not even going to say the name because I don't want to give him any credit because it's just pathetic what he did yesterday, what the whole organization, what the whole offense did of New Orleans, just a complete embarrassment. The coach says, go out there, take the knee. The players go in the huddle. With a minute left in the game, they're up by 20-something. And they say, no, we're not going to just take a knee. We're going to hand the ball off to this running back so he can score a touchdown. And all the players are like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's ignore what the coach said. Let's do it. So they get into their victory formation, right? So they're, they're not only like going to disobey or whatever the right word is from the coach. They're still going to line up as if they're just going to kneel the ball. They don't even have the common decency to be like, well, we're just going to go out and we're going we're gonna to run a real play. So everybody line up in their appropriate formation. We're running the ball. No, they kind of go to trick Atlanta. Say, we line up in a victory formation, and then we're going to hand the ball off out of it, which has never been done. So that's what they did. That's what they did. New Orleans went, handed the ball off. They pound in another touchdown and come back to the sideline. The coach like, hey, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? What are you doing? The players totally not listening to the coach. So I ask you fans in New England, have you been paying attention from the years before Brady came to town, baby? Because when you went to Foxborough Stadium, the old one, the fans would go with paper bags over their heads. We had done so much losing. That's what most organizations do. New Orleans fo- coach fired. Atlanta coach fired. Washington coach fired. Carolina, Frank Reich starts 1-10, fired. You want to get one of these guys and bring him in? You want Nick Sirianni, who's finishing the year 1-5 with maybe the best roster in all of football after the 49ers? This Philadelphia coach has run his team into the ground. I told you he was doing it five weeks ago. You want to get another coach in here? Good luck to you. We're going to talk more football when we come back here. The Sports Machine with Slim. Don't get me fired up. WKXL Radio. It's 1450 AM. 103.9 FM in Concord. 101.9 FM in Manchester. NHTalkRadio.com. football to talk about. Meanwhile, I go on a 10-minute screaming rant about uh, why we maybe shouldn't be in such of a rush to fire Bill Belichick. This is the Sports Machine with Slim, and I'm going to take a moment of silence here to welcome one of the best callers in sports talk radio. Nowadays, my brother Dave. Good morning, Slim. Uh, it's nice to see that you've turned to the dark side regarding your Belichick opinion. It might not be popular, but I do believe you are on the right side of that argument now, finally. It's taken you some time, but you've proven to be a little bit smarter than maybe I was giving you credit for. He's a 71-year-old man. It's kind of difficult for me to get behind, hey, we're going to rebuild with this guy at the helm. But it's not really a rebuild. He has the defense in position to be a top 
two, top three type defense heading into next year without really even needing to add a lot. But what's the main reason why you think we should keep them? So there's a couple of things, and then I want to talk about, I think there's a terrible narrative out there right now regarding Belichick, the media, what's going to happen with him today or, or this week. But, I mean, if you just go back, I think it was 23 years ago where, you know, the, the Patriots had just come off of a, a division or, or, or conference championship game against the Steelers. Drew Bledsoe was hurt but came back in through a big touchdown pass when Brady got hurt, right, that two of them had kind of had gone back and forth. They go into the Super Bowl that year, and I think it would have been real easy for him to support Drew Bledsoe. I think the team knew Drew Bledsoe. He had been here a long time. He was the, he was the guy, right? He was the dude at that point in time. It wasn't Tom Brady. There was a lot of negativity around, uh, I think, the team in that call at that point in time that he, he went with Tom Brady in that scenario. You know, and then fast forward a little bit, you get into the game, the Patriots are up 17-3, and then I think people forget, you know, the, the Patriots get the ball with less than two minutes left, and even John Madden, who was a, who was a well-known, respected coach, Pat Summerall calling the game, said this is a terrible decision. He definitely shouldn't be trying to score right here. They should be taking a knee and going and going to play for overtime. And Belichick made the decision. Hey, we're we're going. Like I trust this guy, young, unproven Tom Brady. You know, and and, and we know what happened in that game. History's kind of proven out that that Belichick knew what he was doing there. But man, I just think that that you know. Brady's future could have really been impacted. That that whole situation, like that, helped Brady become who he was going to become. That's why I love Bill Belichick. You know, he 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 got the franchise started. So I'm going to tell you, I was calling sports talk radio shows way back when, when we went on that that run for the first Patriots Super Bowl that brought years and years of success to the Boston area sports region. And there were many people calling sports talk radio shows saying Drew Bledsoe should be the the man. Throughout the playoff run, and even looking into the Super Bowl, there were still people saying, "Hey, you know, Bledsoe should be the guy because he had been around, and Brady just kind of came up out of nowhere, and they thought he was getting too much respect and hadn't earned it yet." But take it next level, like you said, John Madden was widely respected as one of the greatest football minds of his time. And he was calling the Super Bowl against the Rams, and they were saying the Patriots should just take a knee. They should not be trying to go to win the game. Belichick disagreed. So good points by you. Yeah, listen, I, I just think, you know, I mean, you fast forward 23 years, it's easy to look at the last four and, and you know, a very small window and say, hey, we haven't had any success. I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of the operation. I don't know why they drafted Mac Jones. If that was Belichick's guy, the news or the media out there was kind of led us to believe that Kraft you know, kind of had his hand in that, mandated that Belichick made that pick. Whatever that is, I think everything, you know, that we see out there, we have to understand, like, it's, it's all this isn't an opinion of, of the, the person who's writing the article or telling the story. And so that's, I think that that's a terrible uh, 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 happening right now. So you have a bunch of people, and you mentioned it in your first segment, how the media has really disliked, they've had a disdain for Belichick because of the way he treats them. And so now... When he's on his way, what looks like you know it's a terrible season. I, I think that they want to see him move on, and that's the narrative that's getting that's getting drawn right now. Is that people want Bill Belichick fired? When I don't, I don't think that that's what's happening at all in the the Patriots clubhouse. I think that they are one hundred percent going to keep. If Bill leaves, it's because Bill wants to. That's I I don't see any other scenario where Bill Belichick is not the coach of the Patriots. I mean, 
if you look at one other franchise out there that had the, the type of success that Bill has, it's the Miami Dolphins. Don Shula, what has that organization done in 40 years? But yet people still think the Miami Dolphins is a great franchise. They think of Shula. They think of all the wins, the perfect season. I mean, they haven't done anything else. They totally melted last night against Buffalo, baby. I, I, I was very surprised to see um, McDaniel on the side there, Miami head coach, just looking beaten up and sad because he usually has lots of energy and his team is just <laughs> melted at the end. He thinks he's a genius, and that this is what it is, Dave. These, co- these NFL coaches are all terrible. I, I agree. I don't think that any of them really. I mean, you have to you have to have the player in your clubhouse. That matters. That was clearly Tom Brady, and that's and Belichick was able to ride that. But I think it's the same with Patrick Mahomes over in Kansas City. And people thought it was Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia, and now you're finding out. Yeah, well, it's not really Jalen Hurts. Like it was a, It was like you don't, there's a reason why teams have these one great year, right? And then they disappear. And this has happened through all the NFL. You can go through the, the list of teams over the last thirty years where they've been really good for one or two years. And then they just fall apart. It's because they didn't have the guy in the clubhouse. It was a collection of people that led to those one or two great seasons. But when you have the guy, you're going to be great for years. And I I think for the Patriots, that's Belichick. That's why I don't think you can let him go. Well, we've got a chance to draft potentially the guy because we now, I believe, have the number three overall pick. Jaden Daniels uh, is going to be my nonstop refrain that's who we need to be drafting. I hope he's able to slide till number three, even though he should go number one. The Patriots need to draft a quarterback with that first pick, Dave, right, that they have number three overall. It, it totally depends. Listen, I, lo- I like Justin Fields a lot. I think Justin Fields, if Chicago decides that they're going to move on, and then there's no Justin way. Fields is, if Justin Fields is traded for a third-round pick or a second-round pick, and they choose Caleb Williams and the Patriots don't have Justin Fields, now I'm gonna be I'm gonna be ticked off, right? Like that that to me is a no brainer. If if that trade happens, it better be to the Patriots because if that happens, now you can still draft Marvin Harrison Jr. in that first round. Now you got Justin Fields as your quarterback. You bring him back Gonzalez and Judon on defense, and I think your team is set up. You know, grab, grab a tackle in that second round with your second pick. I think you're ready to, to be competitive in the AFC East next year. There's nowhere that Belichick's going to go where he's going to be more set up for success, is what I'm going to tell everybody. Unless he's able to get the gig in Buffalo, which is now a loaded freight train, so I don't think their coach is going to get fired. My assumption is they're going to be winning the game or two and maybe going to the championship game. and or, or he could potentially go to a team like Dallas. But Dallas looks like a freight train, so are they going to fire McCarthy? They should. But I don't know. But Belichick is not going to go to some like organization that needs total rebuild when he's right here, and ready. Like you're only a piece or two away, and you have the draft capital to be able to do that. Dave, talking about uh, being away or giving away, we have a, a lift pass or, uh, over here uh, that we're giving away to Loon Mountain. And I think I'm going to have somebody call in in segment three. This is segment two. So what do you think about me potentially offering that out to somebody when they call maybe next, when I give the green light? It's not the green light yet, but I think I might do that next segment. Who doesn't like gifts? I mean, it's like Christmas hasn't ended. 
There you go. Yeah, right. So, yeah, an extended Christmas here on the Sports Machine with Slim. Dave, we could talk so much about the Celtics, too. Oh, my gosh, do they look good. And they play Indiana again. I got so many stats about the Celts. They held Indiana to their lowest point total of the season on uh, Saturday night. It was an awesome game. Celts are so good. Yeah, it was a uh, really, really good. Tatum stood out. I mean, play after play after play. Eight for 13 from three. Not the easiest threes either. I mean, that was the game that clearly he had kind of pinpointed. Maybe he was mad about the loss in the end-season tournament. You know, that kind of sent them Great. packing. But whatever it was, they looked really, really good. He had 38 points. Same at 38 points, 14 rebounds, 6 assists, a steal or two. He just looked like a man on a mission. That's the man I was saying, hey, he can be the MVP. He plays like that. He is going to be the MVP of the NBA. I don't know if we can come back and do that again tonight, can we? I mean, we'll be talking about it tomorrow. And what about, hey, actually, to shift gears real real quick, you can hit on that, but also Michigan with uh, Washington tonight. Michigan's definitely winning the national title. I just want everybody to know that. Lock, stock, guarantee. My picks have been atrocious over the last few weeks. Michigan will win the game tonight. Michigan is the better team. No doubt in my mind about that. Not, not sure about the coach, and I think in college football that matters. So we'll see what happens. I, I'm, I, I lean Michigan, but I think it's a close game. I'm telling you right now, this is Michigan's year through all the crap that they've been through. You got Dave Portnoy leading the charge, giving tickets away to Michigan fans. As we head towards commercial, thank you very much to my brother Dave for the call-in with that interesting insight into Belichick's mind and uh, the Patriots organization's setup for success. We're going to come back. We got Loon. Lift pass to give away. This is the Sports Machine with Slim on WKXL Radio. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester. You can always listen live on nhtalkradio.com. are incredible. Best team in the NBA. The Bruins. I got to spend some time on the Bruins today. I I know we we should be talking football, playoffs, some of the collapses that went on, Philadelphia Eagles. But for right now, I'm going to zoom through the Bruins before we talk about Loon Mountain and what we can do. Well, actually, why don't we do it right now? Do you, know, do you know the phone number here? Do you know the, the sports machine with Slim? We take calls every day from the callers out there. Our phone number is 603-224-1450. 603-224-1450. If you want a free lift pass to Loon Mountain, call in right now. First caller, we'll get it. We'll see if anybody's listening out there. I am very curious. Does anyone out there want to go skiing or snowboarding, I suppose, right? Lift ticket. I like snowboarding better. Loon Mountain. Courtesy of WKXL Radio, the phone number 603-224-1450. That's 1450. I'll leave it to Andrew up back to handle the phone and let me know what's going on. But in the interim, I'm going to talk about the Bruins. 7-3 winners over Tampa Bay. Oh, I don't like that Tampa Bay squad. I'll tell you that. They've been good. I don't like that team. But there was a time watching that game Saturday. Oh, my goodness. Was this great. The, the Bruins go up. Four to two, Zaka makes this sick pass to Pasternak. 
awesome sniper, puts it in, goes up four to two. Then 30 seconds later, Tampa scores to make it um, four to three, I think it was. Uh, end of the second. Then I I am thinking to myself, like, this is just a game the Bruins need to win. Remember, we went back and forth with Pittsburgh, the Penguins, in the previous game, and we were down by three, battled back to tie it at five, and then we lose the game at the end. So Pittsburgh wins a high-scoring game. And I'm thinking to myself, are the Bruins just going to, like, lose these high-scoring games, or what's the deal? Well, I turned over to watch some more of the Celtics. I turned back. The Bruins end up winning this game 7-3. to three. Seven to three. So no, no, no. The Bruins aren't just going to lose high-scoring games. We're going to win some of these high-scoring games. And I'm telling you, we're going to be breaking down this this team more and more. The new guys that we brought in, I can just see they are awesome. On the downside, I do think Carlo is a problem on the defensive end. I, I uh, Barry Peterson, I know, said it post-game. The offense looks great, but there's some issues on D. And I think Brendan Carlo is a a big piece. So we'll talk more about that with our resident hockey expert, maybe Thomas Polk, over the coming days. Do we have somebody who wants to go to Loon Mountain on the air? Yes, we do. <laughs> but it is Bob. My cousin Bob. The world's Quincy. biggest fan came in and sniped before anyone else out of gym. Well, very interesting. Well, no, I think there may have been some delay. Well, uh, the stipulation to this contest, my cousin Bob from Quincy, you get to win the ones, but the next time we're going to be teeing it up to somebody else. You cannot win this Completely understood. Times. Yep, but congratulations now that you are on the airwaves. Maybe can people um, listen to why uh, you, know, you are a regular and valued caller of the show. What topic do you think we ought to be spending some time on with you on the phone? You know, uh, a topic you hit today, which I had some strong feelings about, just like you had some strong feelings about, is what the Saints pulled. I'm not happy. Uh, who's to I, blame? I, I mean, it is so Bush League. And, you know, uh, that when the head coach, and I didn't know, I thought he was seeking out the offensive coordinator. I know they're usually hidden up in a booth. And he thought the offensive coordinator okayed that. And then I heard after the game that the players went rogue. And I'm like, that is the only thing that makes sense. Because, you know, you need some adults in the room to teach people. that not this the same organization that was putting bounties out on people? Yes, it is. Different coach, but yeah. same organization. They better, be, they better not be surprised if somebody puts a bounty out on one of their players next season. You don't well, do that. You don't do it mostly because this, this, and I said I don't want to say the guy's name, the running back, uh, because no, forget like, him. He had a big year he had last zero year. Zero touchdowns. Zero. He had a big year last this year. This is worse though. than what Strahan did. It's worse. Remember when Strahan and Farm? Yeah, we don't need to go into this. for him to get the fake sack record. Yeah, yeah, but let's let's stick on topic with this one. I, I agree with you. It's it's just atrocious because the the running back, like, oh, Jameis Winston is still defending it after the game. He's like, no, I'm happy. I'm glad we did it. Like, I don't have any Jim, regrets. Slim, you want to hear something? The team tweeted about it. They were proud of it. Embarrassing. This is outrageous. Oh my god, I thought I was going to be calm on this phone call. It's it, embarrassing. This it, it, it really, really got me, and it, not you know. I let everything slide off. I know, you know, they're all children, <laughs> and they've been told they're great since, they're, you know, LeBron James never developed a real personality because everybody he ever met told him he's the greatest since he was 13 years old. I get that they're children, but you don't have one person 
on that offense who says we don't do this? Not one. Like, what's the point? The guy that scored the touchdown, like, do you feel better about yourself this morning because you got that one I touchdown? I hope he feels worse. I, I hope they lose. I, I hope he gets cut. Not enough bad things can happen to that guy. I mean, you know, it, <laughs> you earn things in life. You don't have them given to you. And that's a mentality that people can take for all aspects of their life. You the, earn it. The worst part. You don't have it given. Nobody appreciates anything that's given to them. The worst part is they lined up in the victory formation, Bob. Like So So everybody out there, if you're just a casual Ooh, fan. Oh, so tricky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like they didn't even have the, the guts to be like, no, no, we're just going to come out. We're just going to set up in the regular formation. Oh, probably. You know why? Because they would have been afraid the coach would have called the timeout, Bob. Yeah, okay. Yeah, You want to run a legit play, it is beyond Bush League. To do it from victory formation is cowardly. It's disgusting. I hated it. Do you want to transition quick to the um, the game tonight? That's a big, big, big game. Which one? Oh, for Washington? Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. talking national championship. And, um, yeah, scoring, I don't know how you scoring feel about Florida the big State. four letters, but uh, scoring Florida I'm going to be fan right here. alternate broadcast. You know, I do appreciate some Pat McAfee. And to be honest, I think you have a little Pat McAfee in you. You're... You know, you bring the knowledge, but you also understand that it's entertainment. Yeah, he talks about that all the time. I, I like him. I got no qualms with Pat McAfee. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I just, you know, I don't study these rosters like Dave from New Hampshire does. I, I do not know a bunch of college players. You know, I know Washington has a great quarterback. I know Michigan has. And I did, I did watch all of the semifinals. So I did get very familiar with that Michigan team. I was, you know, rooting. I had a financial interest in Alabama. And that did not pan out in the end, but you know how that stuff goes. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be going for Michigan tonight. Hey, Brady was a Michigan guy, right? Why not root for Michigan? Well, in this morning, just from a gambling perspective, I'll tell you that line has been four and a half over the last week. And this morning I saw, boom, up to five and a half. And that, to me, that wow. tells you the big guns were waiting to make sure everybody's yeah. healthy. There's no sickness going through. There's no crazy things. And then, boom, they line up the morning of. That takes some cash to go from four and a half up to five and a half. That, that's not just a coincidence. Now, that, I, that Michigan, he, that quarterback for Michigan, he really impressed me in that, that McCarthy, J.J. McCarthy, great decision maker. I and, thought it um, was great last year. I didn't, I didn't Penix, love this game. Penix is an NFL talent. I, I think he's going to do well at the next level. As long as he gets time. That's what you're going to see tonight, Bob. Unfortunately, yeah, Michael Penix, I root for the guy. I love his attitude, but his luck runs out tonight. He's used to being able to sit back in that in that pocket. He's got a decent offensive line, but he's faced a lot of weak defenses. And unfortunately, Texas was one of them. Texas, maybe not weak, but not the level of Michigan's defense. Michigan is going to make Michael Penix's life tonight miserable. When he gets the ball, Michigan is going to be all over him. Now, maybe Penix is a miracle worker enough to be able to still get that ball off to his incredible receivers. I do think Michigan's D-backs are going to do a great job tonight, too. But maybe maybe Washington is lucky enough to hang tight for a while. But they're not winning. Michigan is going to win the game tonight. They're way too good on the defensive end. They're going to smash that team. Thank you for your insight, and I might just put that information to use. Money line, I don't know what it is. I, I don't know what it is, but that's all I can guarantee. I can't cover the spread guarantee. I can just cover the money line guarantee. I am, I am a point spread better, so, uh, you know, you win some, you lose some. I, I, th- I thought the Patriots might score over 29 points, uh, you know, along with their opponent, yeah. the Jets, yesterday. And uh, 
I've lost a lot of money betting those low, low, low Patriot uh, overs this year. So what are you going to do? That's it. Well, you know what you're going to do? You're going to go to Loon Mountain. For free. Loon Mountain, absolutely. I am on the slopes, baby. So I think you can stay tuned, and Andrew might get your number here in the stadium as we start to transition towards uh, <laughs> towards a break. I will tell other listeners out there your chance to go to Loon Mountain with a free lift pass from WKXL Radio. Your chance will be available over the next two weeks, I guess, here. Starting today, for the next couple of weeks, we're going to have passes to give away for free. I'll do one um, a show. Over the next couple of weeks, and maybe I'll make it a little bit more difficult than first call, or maybe I'll do some trivia or something like that. We'll have to see what happens tomorrow, but uh, you're only able to win the contest once, so somebody new will be winning tomorrow. Hopefully somebody that can come with hot sports takes, like McBFQ, my cousin Bob from Quincy, who was absolutely irate over what happened in New Orleans. There's so many things in society that we can get irate over with nowadays, isn't there? My goodness, people. And I I do my fair share of it, being angry. I try to stay optimistic all the time, but there's just so much stuff you shake your head and go, like, what is going on around here? And so maybe the dude's sneak trick playing in a uh, a last-minute touchdown, maybe there's bigger things in society, but it's just like, dude, that doesn't need to be that way. Don't dirty up the game and the sports that I love as a fan, and it's my interest that's paying you people all this money. Don't do stuff that's disrespectful to the game. And I'll try not to do things that are disrespectful to Sports Talk Radio. This is the Sports Machine with Slim. WKXL's on 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, nhtalkradio.com. We got Celtics and Bruins tonight. Be right back. minute rundown to close the show out today. New Hampshire's Next Generation Sports Talk Radio is going to be in the fast forward mode. We got NFL playoffs coming up, people. Let's just drop a real quick preview. I will say to start this, my picks, I am embarrassed. If we go to the tape from Friday, I am embarrassed about what I said to all of you. Now, and I will clarify this to say, you should not be taking my advice on anything regarding picks of any games, unless it's to go opposite. Unless it's to go opposite. Except for Michigan to win the game tonight. Michigan is going to win the national title. Their money line, I just looked, is minus uh, 198 to win 100. They are four and a half on on, uh, the local website. So uh, apparently that has come down. I did see five and a half somewhere else. I don't know if it went up and then back down. So I'm clarifying my information I gave from you as we headed to commercial a little bit ago. It's four and a half, and I just see Michigan's offensive line is too big and athletic. When you look at Washington's defensive line, and I guarantee you the announcers for the game are going to be saying this in the second half, so put the tape on it. Clip this part that I'm putting on for the show right now. I'm telling you, in the second half, you are going to see the Washington Huskies defensive linemen looking husky as heck. 
because they are big men and they are not nearly athletic enough to stay with the offensive monsters that are going to be coming at them play after play after play as Michigan runs the ball down their throat. Write it down. I'll talk to you tomorrow as the Michigan Wolverines celebrate a national title. But don't be taking my advice when it comes to the pros and other stuff. We do have NFL pro games coming up this weekend. First round of the playoffs, so jacked up. Cleveland, minus two and a half at Houston. Boy, C.J. Stroud, do you want to go against that man right now? I don't. And he's at home. Yet people are jumping on Cleveland. That, yeah, looking through history, I would tend to lean Cleveland there, but I don't want to go against CJ. Kansas City's minus three and a half host in Miami. Miami just falling apart. Mike McDaniel, what a shame because it's been a great year. I think not having Jalen Waddle last night made a difference. I don't know if he's going to be back. If he is, that Kansas City secondary is going to get tested. That's a fun game to watch. Buffalo minus 10 against Pittsburgh. I think TJ Watts out, people. He got hurt at the end of the game yesterday, so I think TJ Watts all done Buffalo, man, their defense is flying. If Bill Belichick was the coach of the Buffalo Bills, they would be winning the Super Bowl this year. Like They would be the best, but he's not. So will that McDermott guy be able to uh, you know, handle a first-round winnable game? Very winnable. In fact, they should definitely win. Favored by 10? Yeah. Buffalo's D is flying, baby. And look at the last night. Uh, Josh Allen, turnover machine. Just he getting too amped up. In the big games, these guys get the uh, adrenaline and they're all jacked up. He overthrew Stefan Diggs. Remember his first quarter, I think? He overthrew him by like five yards. Stefan Diggs had, was five yards clear. Diggs hasn't been doing anything for Buffalo over the past like six, seven weeks. He hasn't been scoring touchdowns at all. You wait. If they start clicking, Buffalo, look out for that team. Baltimore better be looking out for Buffalo. Dallas minus 7.5 at home to Green Bay. It opened up at 7, so I actually already come on Dallas, which makes sense. I thought Green Bay was going to lose. I predicted Chicago. That was my play of the week, and I was wrong. Just embarrassing to think of my picks from last week. And the week before, I'm horrible. How do I have so much confidence when I get on the microphone here and start yelling at people and still telling you, yes, Michigan is going to win the national title tonight. That's going to happen. How can I still say that and believe it to be factually correct? After my record is so atrocious. I don't know how I'm able to do it. As my wife said to me last night, I, um, I live in my own reality. I live in my own reality world. And she did say, actually, everybody does in some way, shape, or form. Well, mine's with the microphone in front of me, so I, I'm just going to say what I'm thinking. And I'm thinking that the Rams, Los Angeles Rams, they're going to beat Detroit. Detroit. Detroit's at home, favored by three. Matthew Stafford comes with the Rams into Detroit beats them this coming weekend. Why? Because they're better. Their coach is better than Dan Campbell. That's that's the reason why it's going to come down to coaching. The Rams are going to win. And Matthew Stafford, he's proven. I mean, he's somewhat of a winner. He won a Super Bowl already over there. And in a year, not a lot of people were expecting too much from the Rams. Not for nothing. They battle back, especially look at what they've done in the second half of the year. Rams are hot, baby. they got a good offensive line. Their D is solid. Rams are looking to cause some trouble in that NFC. Philadelphia, minus two and a half, staggered to the finish line. They got to go on the road at Tampa Bay. How is Philadelphia favored? No, 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 no. 
No, 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 no. Tampa Bay wins that game, people. I hope people are lining up to play Philly. I hope so. Because Tampa Bay and Baker Mayfield, they, they've they been disrespected. They're under the radar. That team's playing well. They like Baker. So there we go. That's the, the preview. We'll be talking about that all week, the NFL action. If you want to be calling during the week, please, I'd love to hear your takes on these games. 603-224-1450 is the number. 224 224- 1450, the sports machine with Slim. This is entering our fifth week on the air. We do sports talk radio, one hour a day, 10 to 11, and it does get replayed later in the day. I've told you Michigan is going to beat Washington tonight. The Bruins play Colorado. Colorado, the one, one of the best teams in the West. The Bruins, one of the best teams in the East. Here we go. Record-wise, I think they're both right near the the very top of the standings. The Bruins, I know, are. They're tied. And Colorado, I think, two points behind best record out west behind Winnipeg. Let's go, Bruins. Go on the road. Kick some tail, baby. That game the other night. Oh, man, I love to watch these new guys play. Geeky. Love him. Van Riemsdyk's playing good. There's Charlie Coyle. Amazing skill set. I don't know if he just keeps getting better or what, but that dude's a talent. And then my beloved Celtics. My beloved Celtics. We play at Indiana again tonight. I talked about it last week. One of these real strange scheduling quirks or whatever they are. It must be intentional. They're trying to save on jet fuel for for airplanes. So they play at Indy on Saturday. And now they play at Indy again tonight. They must be staying in Indiana. There's no way they're driving back or, or flying back and then flying back in the next day. They never used to do this in the NBA, but now they are. So... I think it might be the green movement has gotten to him. That's fine. Whatever it is, we get treated to the highest scoring team in the NBA. The Indiana Pacers. Like People don't know what happened the other night with the Celtics. Indiana had won six games in a row. They're the highest scoring team in the NBA. The Celtics come in. They're up 40-29 to in the second period. And you know what this was after? That was the score after Jason Tatum, mid-range for two. We get a stop. Tatum comes down again. Another mid-range for two. We get a stop. Tatum gets a defensive rebound. Dribbles down the court. Finishes at the rim for two. We're up 40-29. to Three possessions in a row. Tatum makes it happen for us. And just looking like a man on a mission. If he plays like that, the Celtics can never be beaten by any team. No team will get more than two wins in a series against us, definitely. Denver, I'm talking to you and all the Denver fans out there. This is what I have envisioned for people, uh, envisioned for the show, just so everybody out there knows, is come playoff time, I'm calling into sports talk radio shows from the opponents that we're playing against. I want to talk to the hosts of their shows and get their inside of the games and hear why they think they're going to be able to beat the Celtics or the Bruins for that matter. If I was as confident about the Bruins, but I would talk trash to those people about the Celtics all day long. Nobody's beating us. This Celtics team is too good. We're too locked in. Do you see this guy, Brissett? O'Shea Brissett? Do you people have any idea who he is from, from Syracuse? I don't even remember his path to the Celtics. He wasn't with us last year, but he's here now. Watch this dude play defense. Watch him play defense. If you just watch the Celtics game tonight, watch O'Shea Brissett and how he hustles on defense and just makes his man's life, like, you know, terrible. (laughs) His defense is suffocating. And you need that. 
in a well-rounded basketball team, you need everybody to bring certain skill sets, and you need a coach who's willing to work the team around each of those skill sets to magnify the strengths. So when you had a unit on the court on Saturday where it was Tatum with, I think, Pritchard, Derek White, Hauser, and O'Shea Brissett. You know what? That lineup is is being told. Like the coach is saying, hey, Tatum, go make it happen. It ain't Brissett looking to make it happen. It ain't Pritchard. It wasn't um, Sam Hauser. You know, and Derek White can, but it was Tatum. You're the man. You're the strongest. Get to the hole. We'll play off of you. We'll allow the shooters to spread out. On defense, we'll put Brissett in the game so he can dog whoever the best defend or best uh, option is on the other side of the court. This is watch what Joe Mazzulla is doing for the Celtics team. I w- have not been a fan. He, he he dropped the ball last year. I feel did a fine job during the regular season, but playoff time, dude. We needed to win. You can't be losing to Miami or the Bucks or the 76ers. You can't be losing to any of them. This is the year, Celtics fans, so that's why I'm asking you all, please, get on board with this show. If you love the Celtics, if you love the Bruins, I promise you, we're going to be giving you content, and you can have a chance to involve yourself in the content by dialing the show. Sports Machine with Slim, every day, 10 to 11 weekdays. WKXL Radio, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, Concord, 101.9 FM, Manchester, nhtalkradio.com. We will be back tomorrow and the rest of the week with more Loon Mountain tickets. Thank you for listening, everybody.